Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now Welcome back to Bring on the Weird. You're Elijah. That's me, and you're Will. That's me. Awesome. You have any idea where we're doing? Yeah, I do, because I read the title. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've been confused for the last 30 minutes because we're trying to figure out what we're doing. But it's fine. It's fine. I mean, I know the topic. <laughs> I don't necessarily know the subjects. <laughs> now, where do we even begin? We're kind of doing this on the fly, folks. Yep. Sort of. Don't talk about that black dog. Us. Don't judge us. <laughs> We're unjudgeable. Maybe we are. We're a little judgeable. Want to do the black dog? Hmm? You know what the black dog is? I don't. Why not? Uh, I guess I didn't see that. <laughs> it usually haunts the areas of the British Isles. It's a nocturnal apparition, often said to be associated with the devil. It could either bring, it usually brings portent of death. It means death is right around the corner for someone. You see the but, black dog. Like a doppelganger. If you see yourself, you're going to die? You don't know the story of doppelgangers, dude? No. Yeah, so some people believe that if somebody sees your doppelganger, that means that you're going to die. Th- does it only work if you tell them, hey, I just saw somebody that looked like you? I don't know. <laughs> Heart attack on the yep. spot. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going to be more than just looks like you. I think it has to look. Like, you're identical to... Not, hey, that kind of looks like Will. Oh, oh, Will! Yeah. He, like, turns around, he's got... (laughs) Like, oh, shit, Will's dead. Like Bizarro Superman. (laughs) Was this S backwards or upside down? I guess an upside down S would... (laughs) It kind of looks the same, right? I think it was was backwards. But everything everything he did was the opposite of Superman. Like, he had... He had fire breath, and he had ice... Beams that come out of his eyes. What? <laughs> yeah, it was kind of cool. Was he a bad guy? Uh, he was a clone of Superman, at least in one version of the story. So, and Lex Luthor cloned Superman, and he wasn't quite—he didn't let him marinate long enough. Things went a little awry. So he pulled him out when he was still still a little doughy. Yeah, <laughs> not fully baked yet. <laughs> <laughs> black dogs are malevolent, so stay away from black dogs. If they're black and white, that's fine. But I think there's a story about black dogs in Connecticut. Yeah, the dog is said to haunt the Hanging Hills, a series of rock ridges and gorges that serve as a popular recreation area. So when we go up to visit Salem, Massachusetts, we're just we're going to skip that part of Connecticut. Yeah, you can't no. you can't mess with the black dogs. It is said that if you meet the black dog once, it shall be for joy. If twice, it shall be for sorrow. 
and the third time shall bring death. There you go. How do you feel about that? I don't like it. No. What, what's with us? Like, we don't like black cats. We don't like black dogs. Why not? I don't know. They're somehow they can't the help black, it. <laughs> right. Somehow the blackness is associated with witchery and familiars. It could, just because at night they, like, blend in. So, like, they pop out and they scare you a little more than a white cat would or a white dog. I don't know. If yeah. anything pops out at me at night, I'm going to be kind of spooked. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> I don't care if it's some sort of angelic feline. I'm going to be a little spooked. Like, oh, why'd you jump out of that house like that? Don't come out of the house like that. <laughs> out there hunting mice. The white cats are. Probably the black cats, too. The they do cats. the same thing. <clears throat> well, what are you drinking now that we're getting into these wild subjects? I have, no, some say this is a legend, but I have in my hand one sour monkey. Just the one. Yeah. I don't know if it's black or white. I don't know if it's purple, but it's I know bad. it's sour. Yes. What about you? I threw some peach schnapps into some orange soda, and uh, I can't taste the orange soda anymore. Well, you are just getting funky with your drinks, man. I haven't, I haven't made a beer run in longer than I care to. <laughs> admit <laughs> now you're, just, you're just throwing things together <laughs> just to see what happens the, let's put the peach schnapps in the in some flour uh, we'll make some let's make some gravy out of it <laughs> Ooh, peach schnapps gravy that does sound kind of good right <laughs> yeah i'd check it out i'll give it a shot drizzle over some uh rum pancakes okay now we're talking here <laughs> I don't know if it's breakfast or brunch or all of them. I'm just going to have it throughout the day. Well, you can have alcohol with breakfast, right? Bloody Mary, that's a breakfast. Yeah. Or is that brunch? Well, I mean, it's vegetable juice. When you when you have vegetable juice, you can have juice anytime. That's, that's what we should have done. That's what we should have done. We should have got some Bloody Mary mix. Yeah. Because are we? What? Are we covering her? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. It's such a, it's so involved. It, she's There's so involved. many. There's so There's, many Marys. There's a lot of Marys, but the one I want to talk about, I don't know if it's going to be real quick, but we'll we'll buzz through it real quick. She was one of the illegitimate daughters of King Henry VIII, because I think she was the daughter of Anne Boleyn, Anne Boleyn and King Henry VIII, I think. Damn it. Yeah, I'm father, mother Catherine of Aragon, not not Anne Boleyn. I don't know if that was, I don't know where she fits in the story. Uh, after Mary's death in 1558, her reestablishment of Roman Catholicism was reversed by her younger half-sister and successor, Elizabeth I, daughter of Henry and Anne Boleyn. So her, her half-sister was Anne Boleyn. But anyway, Mary Tudor, or Mary I, or Queen Mary of England, whatever, she was pretty ruthless. And she really her, – her dad was, was a big jerk, but – she really wanted to have kids of her own, and she wanted the kids so bad that when she finally got married, her and her husband, um, what was his name, Philip of Spain, they they attempted conception so many times, and then she's finally like, yeah, I'm pregnant, I can feel it, everything's happening, because well, this was the 16th century, so that there was no sonograms or anything then, there was no sort of doctor visits, just midwives and waters and tonics and whatnot, but she she had all the signs of being pregnant, but the people didn't believe it for whatever reason. She'd always had issues with her her menstrual cycles and and all that, but she started showing the signs, like her, her breasts started to enlarge, her stomach started to extend, and then 
when they were because the last six weeks during a pregnancy, they sort of isolate the ladies and they did this and she was isolated for a while and nothing, 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 nothing. And then out of nowhere, her extended belly started shrinking back and they're like, what is going on? Uh, so you're not pregnant. You didn't conceive. What's what's happening? They they it was a whole false pregnancy. She she gained weight. She did all the things to make it look like she was look like she was pregnant. Her body developed all these things, but it was completely false. And now there's a term for that because that's a that's a weird condition. Like the lady wants to be pregnant so bad that her body actually starts make it makes it look like she's pregnant. Called pseudocysis, pseudocysis, something like that. False pregnancy. So if you just want something bad enough, your body would just do it. Isn't that crazy? So like, yo, I really want to be taller. <laughs> but it hasn't worked yet. You really, really got to want it. Yeah. Yeah, pseudocysis. It's, the, it's all the symptoms of being pregnant without the baby. Isn't that nuts? Yeah. Yeah, that's really weird. It's probably what drove her the, over the edge and become... <laughs> The legend we know as Bloody Mary, because she was not happy about the religious things going on in her reign. So that's when she decided that she was just going to go ahead and burn a bunch of people. As you do. <laughs> as you would, you know, when mm. you don't agree with somebody else's religion, you just go ahead and set a bunch of them on fire. Not even that. I mean, if I order Coke and you order Pepsi, <laughs> lighting you on fire. Are you saying Pepsi is more flammable than Coke? I'm saying the people who drink Pepsi are more flammable. <laughs> I don't know if the liquid itself is, but I've always seen people who order Pepsi next to me go up in flames. I don't know. Spontaneous combustion? Uh, well, I mean, usually they find, you know, a match by them, <laughs> and I'm always missing a match out of my matchbook. But, oh. you know, I was just taking a page out of Mary's book. You don't agree? <laughs> Light them on fire. Get rid of them. Oh. Pretty soon everyone will agree with you. Or you go to prison. (laughs) Or you go to prison. (laughs) Somebody in my town better not end up burned. For real, because they're going to come looking for me now. (laughs) (laughs) The spontaneous combustion. Two doors doors down. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? He said it. He said it on the show. He admitted it. (laughs) And there was a Pepsi in their hand. Boy. (laughs) What's that do for the Dr. Pepper people? What is that? Dr. Pepper? Is that a Coke or I don't know. I, I like Dr. Pepper, so. I think Dr. Pepper's their own thing, I think. Fancy Dr. P. I know, right? But they're <laughs> everywhere. Dr. Pepper, Mr. Pib, Pib Extra. Look, I can get down with some Pib. Pib's all right. Can't find it anymore. I can't. You go You go to the generic section of the soda section in Walmart? Is that where it is? I don't know. Maybe. If not Walmart, then whatever grocery store. It's not generic, is it? Pib is. No. Is it? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. We're way off track. Yep, we need to get back on track because we got a lot to cover. Now what do you want to get into? Well, do you want to talk about the legend of Bloody Mary? Or like yes. the... That's what we should do. What What is her modern... I don't know what word I'm looking for. Contribution? What's her contribution to the modern world? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, according to the legend, you got to stand in the bathroom with one candle lit and say the name Bloody Mary into the mirror three times in a row. It is only the bravest of children who would attempt to do this because the story says this will summon her ghosts. If you see her ghostly face in a mirror, it could have one of the following terrible consequences. Your eyes being ripped out and your face horribly scarred. 
being found dead with claw marks all over your face and body, disappearing mysteriously from the bathroom, and ending up trapped in the mirror with the ghost for eternity. You could also be driven insane or drop dead on the spot. Oh, man. So many good things happening. Yeah. You know, I never tried this as a kid. I was always too afraid. Nope. But there isn't there. Damn it. There was something about that. Well, all all that stuff happens if, well, according to legend, all that stuff happens if you look in the mirror, if you do the Bloody Mary thing in the mirror. But isn't there another thing about just seeing a, the one about backing up the steps and looking in the mirror with the candle? Did you read that one? No. The girls can, I don't know why it's associated with Bloody Mary. Somehow it is. Um, back centuries ago, after Mary Tudor's time, women would hold a mirror and they'd have a candle, and they would walk slowly upstairs backwards, and they would look into this mirror, and supposedly they could see their future husband, their future spouse. But if they saw a, a skull instead, then they were doomed to be a widow, where they were doomed to die before they got married. And what if they saw just the stairs behind them, because that sounds like a bunch of bullshit to me. So it does sound like if, a they, if they didn't see their husband, they didn't see a skull, what did it mean? They just had to try it again? I don't know. But if they're not fucking careful, they're going to die on that spot before they get married. Yeah, Backing up slip. with a candle. Yeah, they're going <laughs> to slip. They're going to fall down, break their neck. Exactly. But there's a – it could be just a hallucination. Facial features may appear to melt, distort, disappear, and rotate while other hallucinatory elements such as animal or strange faces may appear. It's called the strange face illusion and is believed to be a consequence of the, the disassociative identity effect. Like you're you're looking at this reflection of you in this weird light and it's dark and you're trying to concentrate on other stuff and it's just this weird combination of stuff. And then all of a sudden your face is starting to melt in the mirror. Yeah, like shadows and so like it looks. Yeah, yeah. it's just a straight up optical illusion. But I wonder how many girls looked at that and like, oh, my God, I'm going to die. Where are you married? Look mm. at my face melting. Oh, it's because I dropped the candle on my face. Oh, so if their face turned into a skull. Yeah. Or if it turned into a dude. No, Supposedly there would be a, another image. Somehow okay. when you're looking at it, everything's flicking around and mm. it's in the dark. And somehow there's another – there's a second face that shows up. So then they for real don't see the steps <laughs> behind them because now they're looking at like a TV screen. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. How many women died doing this? Probably plenty of them. That's why it's the Bloody Mary legend. <laughs> At least broken bone. It's called the the Troxler's fading effect. That's well, that's what they named all that crap that's happening in your all the stimulus and all the fixation points and shadows. Blah blah blah. Meh, I think it's interesting. But one, I'm not gonna do that because I'm not looking for a husband. Two, I'm not gonna look in a mirror and say those words at night because I'm okay with not knowing. How about you? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> taking that risk. <laughs> like, like I said, when I was a kid, I was always too afraid to do it. No, I don't want to do it. As either. an adult, I'm too afraid to do it as well. <laughs> yep, I'm okay with not taking that chance. Cause, yeah. cause what if? Yeah. Likely, I'm like ninety-two and a half percent sure nothing's gonna happen. That is low. That's low. Ninety-two. I would say ninety-nine point nine percent sure, but it's point one percent that I don't. I'm not 100% sure. That's It's that 0.1% of bacteria that the damn disinfectant doesn't get. Maybe. That's going to get you. Maybe. <laughs> All right, what else we got? Should we move on from Bloody Mary? 
and the black yeah. dogs. I got one. This one is well known. I don't know if you want to you want me to go into it about the babysitter. Wasn't that? Yeah, get into it. But it's very <laughs> familiar with the story that we read the other night. Yeah, it is. You, should we skip it then? Well, there's multiple different versions of it. Like we did the story that we read was the clown statue. We can just fire away at it real quick. Go ahead. All right. Well, I, guess, I mean, I guess I can skip a little bit here. So there's a, a girl. She needs a job. She's going to be a babysitter. Um, the the parents they called her. There's a, a nice nice house, big house, all by itself. Uh, she put the kids to bed. Went downstairs to watch some TV. And right as she was getting comfortable, the phone started ringing. She answered it, and all she heard was, <sighs> followed by a man's voice asking, have you checked on the children? So, you know, freaked out, she ran, she hung the phone up, ran upstairs, and she just thought it was a joke. So she went back to watching TV. About 15 minutes later, the phone rang again. She picked up the, re- or no, she didn't go to check on the kids, I'm sorry. Uh, she picked up the receiver and, heard crazy laughing on the other end like hysterical like <laughs> crazy uh then the same voice asked why haven't you checked on the children the babysitter slammed down the phone she was so scared out of her wits she i mean she called the police immediately uh the operator um told the babysitter that if the man called again keep him on the line that that way they could trace the call then uh she got another call and he said you should really check on the children. I mean, this guy's really persistent. <laughs> you know, he's like, God damn it, come on. Yeah. Check the kids. Yeah. Check on them. Um, then, oh, then he started laughing crazy again. Uh, this time, or the phone rang again. This time it was the operator. And the operator said, get out of the house right now. The calls are coming from up, from the upstairs phone. So, you know, you get that. You, you drop the phone. You, you're out. Um, so in this, it says she ran out of the house as fast as she could. She's a babysitter. She left the kids. So <laughs> Didn't she even check ran. on <laughs> the entire time. This maniac is telling her to check on the children. She's never checked on the children. No, she's like, I'm not going up there. <laughs> like she thought he was playing a joke, but like, if I get that call, I'm going up to check on my kids. Yeah. Or exactly. if I'm babysitting, I'm going up to check on whoever's kids. Right, like, exactly. Like they're children. Check <laughs> on them. They can't fit. They can't defend themselves. No. So you know, the police they searched the house. Um, in the story, there were three children. The cops found a bloody axe lying on the floor next to the upstairs phone. The back window was wide open, and the curtains were blowing in the breeze. There was no sign of the madman who made the phone calls. But they found two children hiding in a closet, crying uncontrollably. Did the madman get one kid? Why was the axe bloody? That's the one you found? Huh? That's the one you found for it? Yeah. The one I found, they're all dead. All the kids are dead. The kids died? Yeah. Oh. That's because she didn't go up and check on them in the first place. He was waiting for her up there. Well, she could have fought with them and (laughs) woke the kids up. Maybe the kids could have ran out. Yeah, after the first phone call. Yeah, she's a shitty babysitter. <laughs> she didn't hear the part where he said, check on the children, or I'm going to cut another one. <laughs> like, so he just went to town, is, the, is what I got. Yeah, I didn't get that. I didn't, I didn't see that part of the story. But that's why it's an urban legend, because they change and change and change. And What I have, the problem I have with this story is, didn't it originally uh, occur in the 60s? I don't know when it occurred, but yeah, I know what you're going to say. What? 
about the fact how would they know it came from the upstairs <laughs> phone? Well, that and why is there a second phone? Are they that freaking stinking rich that they they had a second phone in that house? Well, I mean, it was a large house out by itself. Maybe they, I mean, maybe they were rich. I guess. But how would they know it was coming from the upstairs phone? Yeah, that quick. Unless it was a second line. And then they would have to, I don't know. We could pick it apart all night. Yeah, my BS meter is going through the friggin' roof. (laughs) Now what do you want to do? Want to go to Japan? I'd love to because I love their food. Oh, just don't go wandering down any alleys by yourself. Why not? Because you might meet the slit-mouthed woman. Whoa. The Kuchisaki Ona. Okay. The Warner legend that I read was there was this kid who he he wanted to be by himself. He didn't really want any friends. He just wanted to be a just a solo act. And he was walking down this. There was a bunch of people, so he just wanted to avoid all the people. He went down some shortcut after work to go home back to his apartment where he was completely alone. And this thing floated down in front of him, and it was a surgical mask. And he saw this woman up in this balcony. It's one of these random buildings that he walked past, and it freaked him out. So he hustled away from her. And then the next – it freaked him out so bad he didn't want anything to do with that. I think it was the next day or next couple of days, he took a different path because he did not want to encounter this woman again. You don't know what <laughs> So he went down this other path, and then, sure enough, he heard somebody behind him, and it was this woman wearing the surgical mask this time, and she came up behind him and said, Am I pretty? And he ran off, but she was after him, and he he kept going, but she caught up to him again. Am I pretty? And he wasn't having any of it. He's like, I don't know, lady. You got a mask on. I don't know. <laughs> and the story that I that I found, he went through this this um department store of some sort he went come through the back it was all dark and she was still following him and then he burst out the front and he got into a crowd of people and he just saw her slink back into the shadows that's the one story that i that i heard but if she asks you am i pretty and you tell her no she'll kill you with her scissors i don't know where she got the scissors same choice but if you say yes then she'll take off her mask and then she'll say how about now no, and then she'll cut you in half. With her scissors. Uh, that's what it says. She's just that damn brutal. She'll that's cut you in half. That's going to take a long time. <laughs> she, that's just a bunch of stabs, like she perforates you and then tears you in half? Or... <laughs> She's got big, like, really cartoony scissors. <laughs> it's like on the ground. She has to jump up and grab the other <laughs> handle. <laughs> Meanwhile, you're just laying there like, I guess this is my fate now. Yeah. <laughs> Like you don't even move. You're like like people who are like running from a boulder chasing them. Like just run, <laughs> just go off to the side. That's it. Yeah. Don't keep running the path of the boulder. Just walk <laughs> off to the side. But if she has her mask off and you and she says, "How about now?" and you say, "Yes," she'll slit your mouth like hers. So I guess that's that's the best way. You don't die. No, you just become as pretty as she is, like the Joker. Yeah, that's fine. It's like better the Heath than death. Le- like Heath Ledger. Yeah, the Heath Ledger Joker. Yeah. I haven't seen the Joaquin Phoenix Joker yet. Me either. But a lot of people have. It's making a bunch of money already. Yeah, I heard it's really bad, man. How's it really bad if it's made $500 million? Because everyone wants to see it. <laughs> it's still making money even if it's a shit show. 
I still want to see it though because I think it I think it'd be kind of cool. Yeah, I want to see it. All right, that was the so sweet it, mouth woman. Is there? Did you not find any, any way to beat her? No. If if she's got you in her grasp, then your best bet is to tell her she's pretty every time, and then you're just going to have a permanent smile. Did you find something? I did. Um. Oh my gosh, where is it now? Oh, okay. Yeah. The only way to escape or whatever is to give a non-committal answer. If you say you look average or you look normal, she will be confused, giving you just enough time to run away. <laughs> She's like, meh. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like you're okay. <laughs> like you're not that bad. And she's like, whoa, what, what? And she's like, a, the cartoon robot is like <laughs> smoking. She's like, nah, 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 cannot compute. And you're like, oh, I'm out of here. Confuse a demon like that. <laughs> yeah, that's a creepy one, man. Yeah. So we're not going to Japan and one or two alleys. We'll go to Japan to eat Japanese food. But we're going to stay out of the, uh, oh, wait, that's not, it just says, the legend was reported in such publications as the Gifu Prefecture. I thought that was a location. It's not. No. Oh. Still, we're going to stick to all the tourist traps, like where all the people are, when we never go to Japan. Mm. No? Mm. I don't want to go to Japan either. I mean, who's to say she won't show up? Just anywhere? Is she afraid of people? Afraid of crowds? <laughs> Maybe that's her thing. She's afraid of crowds. <laughs> so... So as long as you're cool with crowds, she's not just going to wander through some crowds. And But isn't that kind of a – I've been seeing it more and more lately, even around here, the people wearing surgical masks just because? Like they don't want to spread their germs or they don't want other people's germs just out in public? You're seeing people around where you live wearing surgical masks? I have recently. You need year. to report them to the police because there's some <laughs> – I'm pretty sure they're killers. But I mean maybe. I mean with flu season, stuff like that. Yeah, but who People are they protecting, be... themselves or everybody else? Well, probably everybody else. I don't know. They're probably not. They probably don't care about people that much. We're in America. <laughs> I don't know how to take that. They don't care about people that much because we're in America. Look, you know we're everybody. It's every man for himself here. If you get the flu, that's your own fault. You got too close to me when I had it. Yeah, go swim a dead fish in a river. Yeah. It'll make it'll build up your immune system. I'm not wearing no damn mask. We're out in public. Yeah. I have every, I have as much right to be here as you do. With all and my if germs. you get sick from me, that's your own damn fault. Damn right. America. But in Japan, see, they go out, they wear the mask. They're like, oh, no, I'm feeling a little ill. I don't want to get everyone else sick or, you know, I don't want to go out there and get sick. And then I take it back to my coworkers. So then you're just talking like this all the time. Or maybe now they just all had their mouths slit. Because the lady caught everybody, <laughs> and they're they just go, all hiding. They, she did go through the crowd. <laughs> Am I like, pretty? And everybody's, everybody's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Am I pretty now? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, <laughs> that would be a horrifying experience. You're just going to say, like, you're going to compliment like crazy. Like, yeah, 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 you got great teeth, your hair. Oh, my goodness, look at that smile. How can <laughs> – Now we're all pretty. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? Do we should take a break? Um, Probably. Yeah, we should take a break. Yeah. Let's do that. All right, we'll see you guys after the break. Are you back now? I'm back. Got to collect some thoughts. What do you think yeah. about... How often do you go to the hotels? Huh? Has it been a while? Yeah, it's very rare. Yeah, for me too. But after but reading this... this 
once this podcast takes off and we start traveling the country, hell, even the world? What? I'm checking all the beds and all the hotels and all the trains and all the world. Why is that, Will? Because I don't – while I'm checking it, there might, it might be there because of the possibility of a body being under the bed. What? Isn't that nuts? Yeah, that's crazy. So apparently the the legend goes – the one legend I found was a couple in Las Vegas. They they were on their honeymoon, and their hotel room stunk. So they told the manager. The manager's like, oh, man, okay, sorry about that, and here's a food voucher. Go get some food. We'll get it cleaned up. Yeah, okay, no problem. So the couple goes out. They come back, and it still stinks. Something's not right. So then they go out. The manager can't give them a different room because the hotel's full. They're on their honeymoon. It stinky room sucks. That's gonna kill the mood real quick. Yeah. Like, honey, so, is that you? No, it's the mattress. <laughs> not me. It's coming from right here. <laughs> right where you're laying. Is it you? <laughs> you something crawl on you and die? You can't. You can't. You can't tell your wife that and on, a, <laughs> no, on your honeymoon. On your honeymoon. <laughs> no, especially not on the first night. She's your wife. Damn it. So he was still mad, and they went back out, and so the manager decided to change all the linens, swap everything out, clean the curtains, all that. Then they got back, and it was – it still stunk. So by this point, the husband was mad. So he started tearing stuff up. He So he just pulled everything down, threw the mattress off the bed. Like ACDC'd that room. (laughs) He got mad. (laughs) Like Ripping stuff off star. the wall. Woo! <laughs> Flip the mattress up, and there was a dead body. Ooh. So that's the legend. But apparently, it has happened for real. Between the mattress and box spring? Yeah. How oh, did no. you not notice that? No, the, the frame of the bed. I think it's – there's a lot of hotels where the beds have their own legs. They have four legs, so mm-hmm. you just shove stuff under the bed. But I think most of them are like that big base. So yeah, you have the mattress, the box spring, and then it's on the big frame. Yeah. But it's but it's a big encased frame. You can't get under the bed from the sides. Okay. Been one of those. What I, mean? I gotcha. So there's storage under the bed, but you got to lift up stuff. Is that what you're saying? No, it's just it's just one big frame. It's yeah. All, okay. I got you. Like walls like, on all sides of like the, the side of the board, the yeah. side rails. It all just lays on the floor. Yeah. Okay. But in each of the following cases, not only were bodies discovered under hotel beds, but it was investigations of the smell of decomposition that led to their discoveries. July 10th, 2003, a man checked into the Capri Motel just east of downtown Kansas City and began complaining about a foul odor in the room. Management told him nothing could be done about the problem, and he spent three nights in his room before checking out because he could no longer stand the smell. What? I'm pretty sure night one I'd be like, no, it's too rancid. Yeah, I'm. I don't know. I've never smelled like a decomposing body, but not I a, imagine it's got to be pretty bad. Not a human, but you've never been like out and hiking or out oh, yeah, yeah. somewhere. Yeah, that's bad enough. But imagine right. if it was somebody. When the cleaning staff came in to make the room on July 13th, they lifted the mattress and underneath found a man's body in an advanced stage of decomposition. Note to self: Don't go to Capri Motel in Kansas City. June 10th, 99, the rapidly decomposing remains of a 64-year-old Sal Hernandez were discovered inside the bed in room 112 at the Burgundy Motor Inn in Atlantic City, New Jersey. 
A German couple had spent the night sleeping over Hernandez's remains, and it was their complaint to the manager about the smell in their room, which led to the discovery of the corpse. Now, I don't know if anybody's been arrested. I don't know if there's any, been any kind of – there had to have been criminal investigations into these, but I don't have that information right now. It doesn't surprise me at all about Atlantic City, though. <laughs> Look, my wife and I, we went to Atlantic City years ago. We ended up leaving like a day early because of the smell. She, she, no, because she <laughs> missed the kids. So I was like, "All right, let's we'll just go home." Then the day we were supposed to leave, there was a a shooting in our parking garage that killed somebody. What? Yeah. Holy I was crap! Like, My God! Like literally, if we didn't leave early, that could have. Who knows? That could have been us. That's freaking nuts. Yeah, Atlantic City is. <laughs> Yeah, it's so real, real close. To, it's real, real close to mafia territory. Yeah. July '96, a woman's body was found under a mattress in the Colorado Boulevard Travel Lodge in Pasadena, California. Apparently, the motel staff discovered her ten days after her demise, and only after guests had complained for several days of a foul odor coming from that room. <laughs> oh my God! There were two stashed and smelly body cases in Florida in '94. Further adding to the confusability of these stories, taking place in the same year. And the same state, in both instances, the next tenants, the, those rooms had were German tourists. August 94, in Fort Lauderdale, hotel staff discovered the body of 47-year-old Brian Gregory tucked under a platform bed. That's what I was talking about. Mm. Though the staff had themselves noticed a strange smell for days, they only set about looking for its source after a German couple spent the night in that room and afterwards complained about the odor. In March of 94, the body of 24-year-old Josefina Martinez was found underneath a bed at the Travelers Hotel near Miami International Airport. Again, the discovery was prompted by an aggrieved German tourist upset by a foul odor in his room. What are these Germans doing in Florida, man? They're just are they just yeah. attracted to these dead bodies in Florida? It seems very strange, right? <laughs> I, I'm not judging, but it seems a little fishy. They just they just get attracted to these decomposing bodies. Maybe they're bringing them there. They throw them in there, they wait a little bit, and they're like, oh, my God, this smell. And then they blame it on someone else. Maybe the Germans are killing people. <laughs> Not like they haven't done that before. <laughs> Jesus. That's just a joke, guys. Come on. <laughs> in Virginia in 89, Jerry Lee Dunbar disposed of the remains of two victims this way. Oh, see, here, here's one of the criminals. 27-year-old Deidre Smith, who was discovered in May... Under the floor, under the floor of a motel room on Route 1, and 29-year-old Marilyn Graham, who turned up in June under a bed in the Alexandria Econo Lodge. Alexandria, man. It's like 80 feet from D.C. Yeah. In Smith's case, the killer first kept her body partially hidden under his bed for two days, then subsequently placed it in the crawl space under the carpeted floor. Why, why, why can this room access the crawl space? You know... That close to D.C., I think we should look into Hillary Clinton. Oh, my. You was hitting all the buttons tonight. I know. <laughs> I'm about to get suicided, dude. Her presence seemingly didn't bother him because he didn't move out of that room until three, oh my, three or four weeks later. What? Well, <laughs> stuffed her in a crawl space. He did not get, he didn't, the Edgar Allan Poe story, the Telltale Heart, didn't bother him. He, she was just stuffed in a crawl space. It was fine. He was there for a month. How in the world did he not know? He knew. He did it. Oh, 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 God. Jerry Lee Dunbar stuffed this woman down in a crawl space and just hung out with her for a month. Oh, I got you. 
Both girls' bodies were eventually found after other guests complained about the stink. Jeez. In Manola, New York Motel in 88, this is going to be the last one because there's still like, there's a bunch more. So this is not just an urban legend. New York Motel in 88, a body turned up in a box spring. The remains of 29-year-old Mary Jean de Oliveria were found at the Oceanside Motel. Again, the body was discovered days later, only after other patrons complained about the smell. At least two other guests unknowingly cohabited with the body before it was found. And at least one guest refused to stay in the room because of the smell. Yeah, there's, there's a bunch more. So um, when we take this show on the road, we're checking all the beds. Uh, yeah. This in is not fact, just an urban life. Huh? I'm, I'll just buy a house in every city. <laughs> Airbnb. We're still going to have to check the beds. Oh, no, no, I'm not. I'm not going to do an Airbnb, man. I don't <laughs> no. know. I don't trust that. Yeah, that's a crazy one, man. And it really happened. It really happened. So should what it even be on here? Huh? Should it be on here? Urban Legend? I don't know. Who's to say Urban Legends don't aren't real? Ooh, if you believe hard enough. Like a tulpa. Who? A tulpa. Something that you believe in hard enough comes to life? Yeah, you don't know what a tulpa is? Isn't that in Arizona? <laughs> That's Tulsa. <laughs> it's a concept in mysticism and the paranormal of a being or object which is created through spiritual or mental powers. So it's basically like what we've talked about. Like you believe hard enough, mental powers, you create it. So maybe people believe that urban legend so much that it happened. Or maybe so, they just thought it was a good way to dispose of a body. Or is it a self-fulfilling prophecy? You come up with some sort of crazy idea and then it propagates and propagates and propagates and then people use it or in the shadow people case so many people believe that it actually manifests yeah i don't know <laughs> i mean no more shadow people no <laughs> i'm scared but if mary tudor can manifest a pregnancy that didn't happen what else can the human mind and human body do elijah well i hope it cannot manifest the blind maiden what's the blind maiden you don't know about this one no. Oh, my God. <laughs> it comes from Spain. The Lorna? Huh? Oh, no. Not that. Wait, is it the same? I have no idea. No idea at all. It started circulating in, in schools all over Spain. In whispers and rumors, people, they're talking about a strange website called The Blind Maiden. Is that the same one? I don't know. The, this legend is almost totally unknown outside of Spain. Uh, they say... Most of the time, the website is offline and you cannot access it, no matter how hard you try. However, according to the rumor, there are three rules you must obey in order to access the website. You must be all alone. You must turn off all the lights in your house. I didn't say that. Guys, don't go to this website. I, I mean, I, I did mention the name, but don't go and don't try this. Uh, you must go to the website at exactly midnight on a moonless night. If you satisfy all of these conditions, you will apparently be granted access to the blind maiden site. Once inside, your eyes will immediately be assailed by a never-ending montage of shocking montage of shocking screaming faces. The pictures are of boys and girls. Their faces are twisted in tremendous fear. Their mouths frozen in a silent scream. Their eyes are missing. The pictures are displayed quickly, flashing up on screen one after the other with no explanation. According to the legend, some lines of Spanish text will appear on the screen. Roughly translated, the text reads something like this. This website will take you to a whole new level of horror. A horror that will use all five of your senses. 
You must be very careful not to click on anything by accident. You will be faced with a real experience of absolute horror. Click the accept button to engage actively in the experience. No, thank you. Yeah. Then below, it's accept and decline. At this point, you'll be very curious. You'll probably find yourself tempted to click the accept button. Don't. If you accept the challenge, you'll only be taking your life in your hands. Click the decline and stay safe. This is what is supposed to happen if you click the button and accept the challenge. To your surprise and horror, you observe on your monitor a sinister silhouette walking towards your own home. You want to wake up. You want this to just be a nightmare. You watch as the specter approaches and enters the same room where you are sitting. You will see on your monitor your own back. Then you will feel a presence behind you. You will feel a tap on your shoulder. The last thing you see before you die will be the face of the blind maiden staring mercilessly at you with her horrible eyes. That's a no from me. Yeah. Not real, you mean? Uh, I'm not going to attempt Oh yeah. my fate. But then it says, like, then she'll rip out your eyes and take a, a snapshot of your face, so then you'll be on the website. Nope. Nope, I won't. I'm not going to yeah. attempt this. <laughs> no. Don't. I don't. I think it's. I think. Most of these are bullshit. I agree. This one too. But guys, well, don't try this. Well, uh, there's there's a chance. What if it's not? Yeah, don't <clears> take <throat> the risk. No, no. You like your eyes? Keep them. I like my eye. I'm gonna keep it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You ready? Want to do a quick one, or do you want to do? Let's do a quick one real quick, and then we'll get into something else. How about? You got a, you got a long one, huh? Well. We'll probably talk about that one a little bit. But first, let's talk about Yo Black Volga. Ooh. Yeah. It's a, it's a type of car, right? Depending on how you say it. <laughs> Careful. <laughs> I kept messing it up. <laughs> let's not mess I'm it up glad, this time. I'm glad you're reading this and not me. <laughs> uh, it's an urban legend that was widespread in um, like Eastern Europe and parts of Russia. It was a black or in some versions red GAZ 21 or GAZ 24 that was allegedly used to abduct people, especially children. <laughs> this is fun. According to different versions, it was driven by priests, nuns, Jews, communist secret police, Russian mafia, vampires, Satanists, or Beals above himself, Satan. <laughs> it, it's wild. So it can either be, it can be from priests. All the way to Satan. That's a big old spectrum. We yeah. go from the highest. So it could literally be anybody. Like, <laughs> yeah, a priest could be anybody. A Jew could be just about anybody. Is that derogatory? I'm sorry if that's a derogatory. Yeah, Jews, I don't know. I Jewish don't know. people. I want to cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's not derogatory. I don't mean to be. It, yeah, it wasn't meant to be. It's uh, communist secret police. Like they do, they wear a badge. I doubt it if they're secret police. So it could literally be anybody. Russian mafia? They're not going to say that. But anyway, it's a it's a black car that the imprint was also made by the active use of the passenger car of the Gorky automobile plant, GAZ-M1, by the NKVD bodies during the years of mass repression. For the sake of economy, almost all the time of the release of the M1 was painted black, uh, which emphasized the ominous image of the car created on the basis of panic, fear, or repression. Children were kidnapped to use their blood as a cure for rich Westerners or Arabs suffering from leukemia. 
so vampires? No. Vamp- no? <laughs> other variants used organ theft as the motive, combining it with other in- other famous legend about kidney theft by the KGB. The legend surfaced again in the late 20th century with a BMW or Mercedes car taking the Volga's place, sometimes depicted with horns instead of wing mirrors. Well, that's the one driven by Satan, is the one that has, has the horns. Yeah. Especially yeah. if it's red. If he's feeling good that day, he'll make it a red car with horns. Not not beep beep horns, but the oh yeah. See, I was <laughs> confused. <laughs> you can also have three numbers six on the license plate. In this version, the driver would ask passers passersby for the time and kill them when they approached the car to answer. In another version of the legend, the victim would die at the same time of day later. The driver says, "Tomorrow will you will die at this hour." However, there was an effective defense method. When the driver asks you, what time is it? You must answer, it is God's time. Then the car will leave quickly. <laughs> well, there, <laughs> there you go. Why? If somebody pulled up to me and said, hey, what time is it? I mean, I would just tell them the time. And then they'll say, tomorrow you will die at this hour. I know, what but I it? wouldn't think it was the friggin' devil driving a car. I would just say, if somebody pulled up next to me and said, hey, what time is it? I'm like, yo, dude. Uh, I don't know, to, uh, 2.30. Oh, shit, now I'm going to die at 2.30 tomorrow? Tomorrow. Guess I better get to the DMV. Priest. You got to renew my tags. <laughs> so I don't I don't understand. If if a priest asks you what time it is and you tell him it's God's time, like, what's he going to do? Yeah, he's he's going to be like, no, seriously, what time is it? <laughs> like, I, I'm late. Oh, you mean, oh, if he's, if it's the priest driving the car. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. What if I tell him it's 2.30? Well, then he's going to tell you tomorrow you will die at this hour. I'm like, you're a priest. <laughs> Can you, bl- like, bless me, dude? <laughs> Your time's up. So avoid all the black Volgas and the in Eastern Europe. Yeah. I mean, are they still running around? I think so. Aren't they? 60s and know. 70s. So, I mean, they look like they're still fairly modern vehicles. I don't know if they've made, I know nothing about these kinds of cars. The GAZ 21, 24, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Best just to avoid telling people the time. How about that? Yeah, you should have a clock in your car. If not, you should have a watch. If not, you should look at your phone. <laughs> exactly. If you can't, if not, look at the sun. And, the, and then take a wild guess. Yeah. You know that if finger it's straight thing? above you, it's about noon. You know that finger thing? Yeah. You have your hand straight out from you, and then you measure for every finger width. The sun is above the horizon. It's a half an hour, right? Or is it 15 minutes? I I, I think it's – it can't be a half an hour. That would be – I think maybe it's 15 minutes. For every finger width, you have your hand – you have your arms extended all the way out, and you have it up to the setting sun. And for every finger above the horizon until you get to the sun, it's 15 minutes? I think it's 15 minutes. That sounds more accurate to me. So there you go. But it might be a half an hour. Yeah, if you encounter one of these guys asking for the time out of their black Volga cars, just tell them, put your fingers to the sky, sucker. Yeah, I'm not telling you the time because I don't want to die. <laughs> Tomorrow. At this hour, which I'm not telling you which hour it is. It's the witching hour. <laughs> the witching hour. Ooh. Then you can't do it with the sun. No. Well, there, there again, don't be wandering around Eastern Europe in the dark. Don't even go to Eastern Europe. <laughs> <laughs> Look. I'm making everyone mad. <laughs> right now, they're all sleeping. It's fine. Oh, 
maybe not when they listen to this, but you get the idea. Now, who do you want to? Now, what do you want to tackle? You said there was a. You had a another one, right? Or do you want me to cover one? Yeah, you grab one. Well, I'll let you choose. We can do killer in the back seat, or we can do tanning lotion, or soap Sally. Soap Sally. Mm-hmm. Let's do soap Sally. I knew you were gonna pick that one. I already had it. So it's a scary urban legend about a creepy old woman who kidnaps runaway children and she turns them into soap. What? What kind of horrible Brothers Grimm story is this? I don't know. It's from the the Appalachia. Appalachia? So, That's oh, West yeah. Virginia. Yeah. There's West Virginia has all kinds of monsters. <laughs> I mean <laughs> the Mothman. The Flatwoods oh. monster. Yeah. The grinning man, he showed up there. Yeah. I ooh. It's a mess. It's a mess over there. Well, it All says right. in su- it's in some regions of Appalachia, so maybe not West Virginia. Well, they do stretch up into Pennsylvania, too, and I think they go down. I think they go down all the way into Tennessee. Is it Tennessee? they go any further than that? I don't, I don't know. Well, anyway, Soap Sally. But, yeah, so apparently uh, it's an old woman who wears too much makeup, but others say it's an old man. Trying to pretend he's an old woman. It's also dangerous. Yeah. So according to legend, Soap Sally stalks the area at dusk looking for children who have run away from home. She grabs them by their hand in a death-like grip and leads them off. And nobody ever sees them again. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, turns them into soap. Yeah. I mean, they say she grinds up their bodies and turns them into soap. There's a special kind of soap called lye soap which was made years ago from the fat and bones of animals. Soap Sally uses the fat and bones of children to make her own special brand of soap. Some even say she made the soap to resemble children's hands. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first time I read that. <laughs> resemble children's what now? I didn't catch that. Children's hands. So she molds, them, molds the bars of soap to look like a kid's hand? That's not right. That's, That's not right at all. I read that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I cracked up. <laughs> This is goofy. <laughs> well, what if it's not? Well, when she's done, she goes and sells the soap to the parents of the missing children. Oh, my God. The parents never realize that they are washing themselves with the remains of, <laughs> with the remains of their own children. What's wrong with you? Oh, come on. <laughs> this is so goofy. Come on. Every time a child will go missing, two or three days later, Soap Sally could be seen. Going from town to town, carrying a sack full of handmade soap, selling it cheap to un, you know, unsuspecting parents. <laughs> like, I, it seems goofy, man. It, I mean, what's she a witch? A troll? It seems like a fairy tale to get kids to come in when the streetlights come off, or when the streetlights come on. You gotta watch out, Soap Sally's gonna get you. Don't run away from home, or <laughs> you're gonna be turning to a uh, bar of soap. What if they had? They probably didn't even have streetlights when this tale came into being. Oh, I'm sure they didn't. I was just making a joke. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting dark. All right, who do you want to do next? Forget Soap Sally. She's a mess. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like it sounds like an awful Hansel and Gretel story. Yeah. Yeah. But instead instead of feeding the children candy, she just grinds them up, and turns them into soap. That's way better. And then their parents are washing up in the shower <laughs> with their kids. <laughs> Come on. She's just trying to help them. She's just trying to help them make make the parents feel better after they've lost their children. She's giving them these little hand baskets. Hand baskets. 
And she's like, I know, I know. Here, why don't you go take a hot bubble bath and just relax? Here's a bath and bomb. And hands him the soap and don't forget to get between your toes. Some of these are ridiculous, man. All right. It, like, it's just a way to scare your kids to get inside when it gets dark. Not, not dark. So they don't get eaten by wolves. Exactly. Because it was nothing but wolves back a couple decades ago. Yeah, whenever that was. I don't know. <laughs> There's wolves everywhere. I mean, that story. <laughs> oh. <laughs> now, what do you got? We're going to do it. What are we doing? Slender Man. Oh, my God. Oh Here my we go. God. This thing had me. Why? <laughs> It's not. Well, I guess because I must be a wimp. <laughs> I don't know, but it freaks me out. He's just a fictional supernatural character. Or is he a tulpa? No more Did tulpas. We create him with our minds. Well, are we there yet? Supposedly, he's only been around since 2009. That's he... it? <laughs> yeah, 2009. Has there been enough mind power to bring <clears throat> him into existence in 10 years? I mean, enough, enough people believe. Why not? Yeah, enough people believe, and they believe too freaking much. But I'm sure everybody knows what Slender Man is, but he's depicted as a thin, unnaturally tall humanoid with a featureless head and face and wearing a black suit. He has a face or he has no face? No face. It's Right. Um, it's featureless, but you can still, if you look at his face, it still has that. It's like, like contoured. A, yeah, like a nose bump. Yeah, and like kind of like. Like where his eyes should be, it's kind of sunk back in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But that's it. That's it for his face. But no, uh, no, like, mark for the mouth or anything like that. Nope. Right. Okay, I gotcha. Now, what I have is, he was, the origin of him, it's, it's crazy that he was just part of a Photoshop contest by Eric Knudsen or Knudsen, and he used the pseudonym Victor Surge. Mm-hmm. And what he did was he he created this picture, or, or two pictures, actually. He contributed two black and white images of groups of children to which he added a tall, thin, spectral figure wearing a black suit. Although previous entries had consisted solely of photographs, he called himself Victor Surge on this site. He supplemented his submission with snatches of text, supposedly from witnesses describing the abductions of the groups of children, and giving the character the name Slenderman. So the one picture, the quote under it said, We didn't want to go. We didn't want to kill them. But his persistent silence and outstretched arms horrified and comforted us at the same time. Mm. And the, oh, that quote was from, it says it was quoted by, In 1983, the photographer was unknown and presumed dead. The quote under the second picture is, one of two recovered photographs from the Sterling City Library blaze, notable for being taken the day which 14 children vanished and for what is referred to as the Slender Man. Deformities cited as film defects by officials. Fire at library occurred one week later. Actual photograph confiscated as evidence. And that was supposedly 1986 by photographer Mary Thomas, who has been missing since June 13, 1986. So he added these things to the picture and... So what that did, that just created the fiction of Slenderman himself. So then after that, people just started going wild. With Subsequent posters expanded upon the character, adding their own visual or textual contributions. So, so it just kept building and building and building until, well, I think it's still building. But this guy said it, he was inspired by Stephen King and the Mothman and the, the Mad Gasser of Mattoon. 
Isn't that an urban legend too? Mad Gasser. Uh, uh, I don't know about that one. And H.P. Lovecraft, stuff like that. But then it came, it's so in the, I don't know what word I'm looking for, the psyche of everybody now that these two girls, freaking, they wanted to sacrifice their friend to Slenderman. Yeah. That's so messed up. So May 31st, 2014, two 12-year-old girls in Waukesha, Wisconsin, held down and stabbed their 12-year-old classmate 19 times. When questioned later by authorities, they reportedly claimed that they wished to commit a murder as a first step to becoming proxies for the Slenderman, having read all about it online. What? Yeah, one of the girls said, um, many people do not believe Slenderman is real. Um, we wanted to prove the skeptics wrong. Because he's not. Yeah, he's not. They also stated that they were afraid that the Slenderman would kill their families if they did not commit the murder. After the perpetrators left the scene, the victim crawled out of the woods to a roadway where a passing cyclist alerted authorities and the victim survived the attack. Both attackers have been diagnosed with mental illnesses but have also been charged as adults and are each facing up to 65 years in prison. One of the girls reportedly said Slenderman watches her, can read minds, and could teleport. What? I mean, that's what the the Enderman is based off of in Minecraft. Yeah, exactly. He can teleport. He just steals shit and scurries off. And don't you dare hit him because he's going to get pissed off. (laughs) He's going to start taking blocks away from your house. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a crazy one, man. But I can't believe people have taken it to such a level. It just bothers the crap out of me that people will go to such an extent for for the story, but they will not dig a little bit deeper to find the actual origin of the story. Yeah, he just tried to make a creepy picture of yeah. some like weird looking tall dude. It's a Photoshop. It's just all fake. Yeah, completely fake. And people were writing these stories. They're actually still continuing the stories. Did you know that? No, I didn't. <laughs> so supposedly, well, fanfic and the story continues to build, but. Slenderman, or Slenderman, has a big brother named Splenderman. <laughs> you say Splenda? Splenda. Splenderman. Splenderman. Oh, he's, he's he the other brother. He taste as good as sugar. He's the other Splenda brother from the other another mother. <laughs> <laughs> he's a happy pasta. So he's he's the opposite of Splenderman. Whatever Splenderman does, no, whatever Slenderman does, a Splendor Man does the opposite. He makes people happy. He's he's nicer. He's just a good guy. So it's literally the same name with a P between the S and the L. It's uh, Splendor well, Man? Splendor, it, Splendor is O-R. Oh, okay. Still, yeah, pretty much the same. His suit, he wears a nice funny hat. He's got a smile on his face. He's got a red bow tie. He's, got a, polka, he's got a polka dot suit. He's got a multicolor polka dot suit. He's not the hat man. Okay. He's still got a white face, but he's got a smile on. Is it a creepy smile? No, he's happy. He's generally a happy, blenderiferous man. I don't trust somebody who smiles all the time. Do you trust somebody who wears a polka dot suit? Yes. <laughs> well, then you're going to be all right. But you got to frown sometimes, man. Why? At least not smile all the time. <laughs> if you just walk down the street, you're smiling. Everyone is crossing the street before they get to you. Yes. Anyone else? Uh... Trender Man. What is that? Trender Man. Trender Man? Yep, Trender Man is... <laughs> He's on Twitter. <laughs> unlike Slender... 
I'm trying to Slenderman, he is not a horror character, but intended as a parody. He his origin can be traced back to Tumblr user Conjured Charisma who on July thirty first, two thousand twelve, took the pictured photograph and posted on his blog under the title Slenderman's Casual Friday. However, the Trenderman name and the character's further relationship as a relative of Slenderman were coined on August 1st of the year by Tumblr user I, I Lack Tact as a response to another user commenting on the photo. So this dude, all he did was take a picture of a mannequin wearing a sweater on top of a button-up shirt and some nice pants. The, it's just a blank-faced mannequin just sitting down on this nice brown sweater. <laughs> but now, now he's all part of the whole Slenderman urban legend. What is wrong with humans? What is wrong with us? Well, at least he's cool. <laughs> he's not trying to kill anybody. He's just trying to stay up with the times. He's Trenderman. You, you only see him on casual Fridays. <laughs> exactly. Like, I'm not wearing my suit and tie today. I got a sweater on. Exactly. It's Casual Friday, Slenderman. Oh, is there anything boy. else on Slenderman? <laughs> I don't even know what to say about this. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. I don't think it's hilarious that um, these girls took it to such an extent. But the one girl was like, let me see if I can find it. After they started talking to her, <laughs> experts testified in court that she also said she conversed with Lord Voldemort and one of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> She was off her freaking rocker, man. So they were like, ooh, she she can't testify in court. She's got to go somewhere else for a while. Mm. I mean, She was found incompetent to stand trial, and her prosecution was suspended until her condition approved. Voldemort kind of resembles, like, a Slender Man. Sort yeah, kind of. Kind of, I guess. Oh. The girls were tried separately. On August 21st, 2017... One of the girls, then 15, pleaded guilty to being a party to attempted second-degree homicide, but claimed she was not responsible for her actions on grounds of insanity. So, let me see. They, the one girl, Morgan Geyser, 15, in 2017, uh, has been sentenced to 40 years in the Wisconsin Mental Hospital. The maximum sentence allowed. So, that's good. Yeah. And the other one, she will spend at least three years in a mental hospital... And that was, so she'll be, that was the 17, so uh, she's got another year left in the mental hospital. On December 21st, uh, Waukesha County Circuit Judge Michael Boren sentenced Weir, uh, then 16-year-olds, to be hospitalized for 25 years from the date of the crime, which would keep her institutionalized until age 37. So one is going to be in a mental institute for 25 years, and the other one is going to uh, another mental hospital for 40 years because the other one's real damage. Yeah, I, w I wonder which turtle she talked to. <laughs> it could, it could not have been Leonardo. Leonardo's cool. I mean, if anybody, it had to be Raphael. No, Raphael was my dude, but... He's rough cat, man. Yeah, it had to be him. He was mad. <laughs> this is crazy. This, this is so the crazy. Whole, the whole Slenderman thing is nuts. There was a mobile game, but I don't know if it's still a thing anymore. But he, it, it creeped the shit out of you. You just walk in because you're supposed to just collect these papers in the game, mm -hmm. and it's just this dark campsite, and you're like, no big deal. When I was playing it, I was like, whatever, Slenderman. All right, walk out of this cabin. Oh, there's no paper there. <laughs> yeah, you like turn around, he's there. Oh, <laughs> that's a crazy one. All right, that's enough, Slendy. Yeah. And trendy. 
and whoever else. What do you got? Well, do you want to hear about the tanning lotion? Yes. There's a this young lady. She's getting married. Her wedding day was getting pretty close, and she wanted to look her best. People were always telling her she looked pale. So she was like, you know what? I'm going to get a good tan before the wedding. She went to the tanning salon near her house and tried to book an hour on the sunbed. But they told her, nah, for your own safety, you can only do 30 minutes at a time. After that session, she looked in the mirror. She didn't look any different. So she tried to make another appointment for another 30 minutes on the tanning bed the next day. They told her she can only do it twice a week. After her second session, the woman still wasn't satisfied with the result. So at this rate, she was like, you know what? I'm never going to get a good tan. So she was like, you know what? I'm going to book appointments at every tanning salon in the city, one after the other. Smart, right? Yeah. I guess that makes sense. (laughs) You're not going to get a burn or anything. Oh, no. No. So she spent the next four days going from one tanning salon to the other, lying on a sunbed after sunbed after sunbed. Even though her skin was beginning to get a little darker, she was still worried that she wasn't brown enough. So she went to the, went to a shop, bought a special brand of tanning lotion. This lotion was only supposed to be used by people who had a rare skin condition. It was designed to increase the skin's sensitivity to light. She hoped it would help her skin tan to a, you know, beautiful brown. Golden hue. Yeah. So she slathered it all over her body, letting it soak in. Then she headed to the tanning bed appointments. Uh, later that day at the salon, the staff they smelled something burning. When they went to investigate, they were horrified to find one of the tanning beds was on fire. After putting out the flames, all that was left on the tanning bed was the charred corpse of the unfortunate woman. Oh, when, he, <laughs> when the autopsy was performed, the coroner discovered that the woman's internal organs had been cooked from the inside out. By combining the tanning lotion and the sunbed, she had literally cooked herself alive. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. I don't know if this actually happened. I I didn't look it up. I My thought, my guess would be, it's a lesson to teach you to not be so vain. I like it. It's a nice moral lesson. Yeah, that that will be my thought. Vanity. That's crazy. Like, that's like she popped herself in a microwave. How did that even happen? She just kept going and going and going, and so she just finally cooked her insides. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't she feel it on the outside before? You think so, right? Yeah. Look, I don't want to, I don't know if I should put this out there or not, but I've gone to tanning beds. Have you now? Yeah, when I was younger. And I've gone, and I've put, like, a special lotion on to get the effects or whatever. I got burned. It, it's it, like a sunburn. Yeah, it's no, they're no joke. So how did she... If it okay, let's say it's real. Okay. How would she not realize before she got to the point where she, <laughs> she went up in a blaze because right. she cooked all her internals? Yeah, exactly. You at some point you'd be like, something's not right. You're like, ah, my skin hurts. Like, <laughs> uh, wouldn't her hair catch on fire first? I don't know how hair works. <laughs> all right, one more, and we've done it. Really? Yeah. Wow. So you, you talked about the one you wanted to do. Finish her off with a something happy-go-lucky, right? So, well, it, good good time Sally, not a soap Sally. Happy-go-lucky, I don't know. It's, it's goofy, I think. Oh, let's do it. So this is called Fan Death. Okay. And it's an urban myth from South Korea. 
In South Korea, there's a very strange urban myth about fans. An alarming amount of Korean people believe that fans can cause death. They think that if you leave an electric fan running overnight in a room with the doors and windows closed, you could die in your sleep. Because of this, all fans sold in South Korea come with an automatic timer that turns the fan off after a certain number of minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Some people believe that fans create a vacuum and suck oxygen out of the room, causing you to die from asphyxiation. (laughs) If that was the case, do you know how many times I would have died? (laughs) (laughs) I know. In in our room, look, in our room, we have a window unit air conditioner going through even through the winter because I got to be freezing cold when I sleep. <laughs> we have a ceiling fan. We have a high velocity fan going. That's a lot of fans. We, we, just, have, we just have the one box fan. Sometimes it faces us. Sometimes it doesn't. When it's super hot, it faces us. When it's cold, it does not face us. <laughs> we have done this for years and years and years and years. We haven't died yet. Well, maybe we're going to have too many blankets on. Because others believe that fans lower the temperature of the room, causing you to freeze to death or die from hypothermia. (laughs) (laughs) Just a fan pushing the air around the room is not going to drop the temperature (laughs) to freezing. Scientists agree that fans cannot lower the temperature enough to kill you or displace enough oxygen to suffocate you. Sleeping in a room with a fan is perfectly safe. You don't say. <laughs> and here we are. We're going to be all right. But <laughs> in the Korea the Korea Herald in 2011, there was a report. This is in quotes. A man reportedly died on Monday morning after sleeping with an electric fan running. The 59-year-old victim, known only by his surname Min, was found dead with the fan directly facing him. Maybe he just had a heart attack. Maybe. Maybe he had cancer. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to go with every other reason besides the fan. (laughs) (laughs) When I read it, I said, I cannot believe this. They believe it. There's a story about um, like these college kids, American college kids. They wanted to play a prank on their college or their Korean roommate. Okay. That he believed in the fan death. So they were like, you know what? Check this out. We're going to all go to sleep. We're going to put in like six of these fans in our room. And we're like, hey, check this out. Da, da, da. And uh, so the Korean guy, he got suspicious. He said, I know you're playing a practical joke on me. He said, you must have opened a window during the night because they didn't die. <laughs> they didn't. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> well, they didn't die. So I think they're going to be all right. I mean, this is an entire country. <laughs> Who believes this? I know. That's awesome. I don't know what to say. <laughs> it's a goofy one. I don't have much more on that. I think it's goofy, <laughs> Just, but it. I don't know. Some people are all about it. Hey, man. Yeah. I guess if that's if that's the way you want to live, that's for you. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, we're here to tell you we sleep with fans on, <laughs> and we're doing a podcast episode right now. Like, and we're okay. Yeah, I've never once woke up gasping for air. You never woke turn up my dead. Fan off. Was that? You never woke up dead? Never woke up dead. <laughs> well, we've done it. The name of the episode. Well, that was our goal, to make it happen. And we did it. It's going to be a long one, though. It's all right. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Me too. 11 Herbs and Legends. <laughs> we did it. Move over, Colonel Sanders. <laughs> all right. We're going to... I think we're going to end it here. What do you think? Yeah. No more... 
No more urban legends. Not tonight. All right. That's that. Yeah. You want to, should we tell them about the socials or you think they already know? Yeah. Patreon.com slash bring on the weird. That's a good one. Definitely go there. Yeah, definitely. Go there first. And then if you want to rate and review us, but rate us, don't review us. Just give us five stars and then tell us about your favorite urban legend. So Apple Podcast, look for Bring on the Weird, and then podchaser.com slash bring on the weird. Or just tweet at us, bring on the weird. Yeah. Facebook, Instagram. We're all tell us about Tell us about your favorite urban legend. Or, or suggest a topic. Oh, there you go. But if you really want to make sure the topic gets done, go to Patreon. Absolutely. There's a tier there where you're guaranteed to get your topic done. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And among other things. So you'll get your topic in there and you'll get other things too. You get your episode early. You get it without ads. You get uh, Bring on the Weird Sticker. You'll get a recurring sticker. Well, if you go a second month, you'll get a recurring um, time-based sticker, whatever it is. We're gonna, we'll do them um, themed by the month. However, Maybe next no, month. Who knows? We might make a turkey one. Exactly. That's that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Turkey bring on the weird logo sticker. I'm going to do it. I'm going to make it happen. And if you want we'll it. Do a, do a turkey and then just bring on a weird. We could do bring on a weird around it. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. <laughs> All but right. you won't get it unless you go to Patreon. Exactly. We we'll buy it. I mean, you could buy it from us, I guess, right? Oh, never thought about that. Yeah. We don't have a store. Yeah, we got to work on that. We'll work no, we on have, it. We have a tea public. Check out that Wendigo shirt. You got to buy one. I mean, <laughs> exactly. That's the, that's the best thing I could come up with. <laughs> you got to buy one. All right. That's that, ladies and gentlemen. That's it. Stay weird, world. We'll see you next time. Have you checked on the children?